Welcome to the No Name RC Podcast. Get ready for some serious bench racing. But be warned, we speak our minds, express our thoughts, and sometimes things can get a little rowdy. Hate, and he just was influenced by the hate coming from the left, the hate coming from the right. And let's get back to more club racing and less of this money-grabbing good racing. It's hard not to be arrogant when you're always right. See what I mean? That's exactly why people call you arrogant, Max. You may not agree with everything we say, but it's definitely worth a listen. And our pick, can you stop whatever you're doing? Join your host, Alessi the Great, with co-host and guests as they get together to chat our scene. Hey, after that race that I watched this morning, I have to talk about it. Here we go. 100 bucks right here. $100 throw. Oh, no! <laughs> I like this. Yes, 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 indeed. Nitro is the glory, but e-buggy pace. But I'm all out of focus, sir. Let me get in focus, sir. Something's up with my computer. Uh, what's up? What's up, everybody? Uh, we are live. As you can see, the Viking is live from inside the Ranafalk Arena, racing arena. What's up, Viking? I can't hear you. Oh, no. Now we have no volume. Nope. Can't hear you. Can't hear you. you. There we you go. Me. Now we hear you. Yeah. So what's up, everybody? I'm what's uh, up? Yeah, at my track, uh, indoor indoor track here in sweden and uh yeah why uh, i thought i would make a uh, a bit of a live show here with keenan kind of talking about the experience we had in uh in usa here uh about a week and a half ago now i know it feels like it was so long ago yeah. but uh thank you for I'm coming on thank you to, to, yeah it was cool it's so nice i see look i haven't got a tan yeah i'm in the sun I appreciate the sun after the NC. Uh, what's yeah. going on, everybody? Good to see everybody in here. Please share this. I know it's early in America. It's what one o'clock on the East Coast. It's ten o'clock West Coast time. Uh, we're doing this early so the people in Europe can also check this out. It's what seven p.m. there, so you have a healthy bunch of people there racing on road. That looks good. Things to do in in Sweden. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, pretty much what we uh, have to do here up north uh, during winter season. Um, weather is not really uh, good enough for us to uh, to be outdoors racing at this time. So today uh, it was a little bit better, sunshine, but around uh, you know around zero degrees Celsius. So that would be like thirty two Fahrenheit, I guess. Uh, so yeah, pretty cold. Um, I was planning to go to Denmark actually uh, today this morning, uh, but there was a snowstorm, so wasn't sure that the uh, the roads were fine. Uh, it's about a six-hour drive to that track, so I uh, yeah I decided to move it up and go tomorrow and Friday instead. But uh, the guy at the track called me, and they had a bit of a uh, uh, unfortunate uh, happening there. Uh, the farmer who uh, has the track, I guess he was like repairing the roof of the building or something, 
because it's an he's indoor like, track. And um, he uh, he was like washing the, the the roof, I think, or repairing. Did he fall? No, he didn't fall, but he he left like the windows and stuff open on the on the roof when he was like washing the roof off. So the, the track is like flooded. Oh so no! Now I cannot go tomorrow Friday, so I'll have to postpone it and uh, and go next week instead. Oh, you was gonna go to um, RC Thunder? Is it called? Yeah, RC Thunder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, thanks to everybody that's in here. We are going to take some questions. I need to do some quick thank yous. Thank you to all of the NNRC squad around, around the world. We can't do without you guys. Thank you for all the support. Uh, thank you to all the NNRC patrons and YouTube members. Can't do without you extra support. Uh, thank you to these companies. They are Invisible Speed, High Tech RC, Sampadal USA, Mayako, Beach RC, Techno RC, Clinic RC, Ignite Design RC, Bringing Back Gas Truck, Racecraft USA, Call RC, my good boy, uh, my good friend, Danny, down at WRCE, House of RC, RCGP, Run of Fuck Racing, JTPRC, 36 Mute, and, of course, the other Swedish world champion, Alexander Hagberg. Uh, so if you guys want to, there's links for all of those sponsors in the, all of those advertisers in the written description. You can save some money. There are affiliate links. It helps us all out. All right, Viking. So I, this, is not, this is not actually the conversation I was expecting to have after DNC. But uh, we're, we're having it. But uh, to be honest, I haven't really talked to you even since the Worlds. I mean, I saw you at RCGP, and it was kind of like a little bit of fun and business as usual. But um, yeah, after the Worlds, how do you recoup from that? Uh, so close, but yet so far. And, you know, I mean, it was draining for me. I was speechless for once. You know, so it was, uh, how did you recoup from that? I know you did a little bit of vacationing. But how do yeah. you adjust from almost winning in your second worlds to? Yeah, it was uh, definitely uh, a close call there in uh, in Spain uh, by the end of last year. Uh, but you know, it was all good though because uh, I think we like looking at the full year that we had, uh, which was my first year with Mayako. I can't uh, be anything else than happy and proud of what we achieved. Uh, I think winning the European Championship and also you know then finishing second at the worlds and being very very close to even winning it um shows uh the amount of effort that we all put into uh you know the program last year and uh to the new um platform uh, in the mx8 buggy so overall i i was very happy and pleased with the year even though of course being that close to winning uh it kind of sucked to uh you know finish second in the end but uh you know david had a great week uh, he was on top in qualifying and, and the final and uh you know he's uh he's a super strong driver and uh i was you know we were all sure that he was going to be up there um so it was also you know tough for me to do anything starting from 11th um but yeah, uh, you know, still, it's 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 still a good second place, I'd say. I'd say so. I'd say so. Um, all right. So you kind of you took some time off over the winter. Uh, you didn't really do much RC. You didn't go to uh, Montpellier. You did I didn't make some racing, maybe. But I was still, you know. Okay, doing... right. You didn't do any racing, but I believe you were still uh, practicing doing RC on the in your in the arena there. But no racing. Um, you made two big, I would say two, well, the tire change was big and then high tech, obviously welcome to high tech. You know, I'm happy, but I thank you to high tech in the 50th anniversary looking Stella at our, at, uh, I must said RCGB at DNC, uh, was good to see 
welcome. I think a lot of people are happy to see you there. But yeah, two big changes for you in the offseason. Um, Matrix tires. Maybe we can start off with a little bit about that. I know a lot of people may not know. I know that I don't even know much about them. I know they're from the on-road side of things, but now you're running these new Matrix tires. Yeah. Uh, so, like, basically, uh, I kind of knew the day was coming uh, when I was going to have a tire deal again. So, as many of you know, I was uh, free on tires and was able to kind of run whatever was best and whatever was working, basically. Um, and and I think, you know, not having the contract and having a good relationship to all the different manufacturers, uh, I was always, you know, able to get good, you know, the stuff and uh, when they when I needed it, basically. But that kind of, um, you know, I, I knew it was going to get uh, difficult at one point when, like, team drivers started to complain. And I think that's kind of what happened Um you know, a little bit towards the end of last year as more people were kind of doing the same thing that I did. Mm -hmm. So basically when the tire wouldn't work, they would just put whatever uh, worked on their car, even though they might had a, you know, have a deal with someone else. So uh, yeah, there were definitely some complaints uh, that I was able to get the stuff um, uh, when they were um, working good. So basically, um you know, if hot race one run race would would work good, I would go there. Nicola would, uh, you know, happily be able, giving me tires. And for the team drivers, that would, you know, that would kind of hurt them a little bit because obviously that, you know, their advantage would kind of be gone. Uh, as I was also getting the tires, and if their tire didn't work, I would go. You know, either if the six mic was working, I could go there, and and uh, you know, I was able to get them while the hot race team drivers then they were stuck. So. It was like their their advantage was never uh, they never really got the advantage when their tire was working because uh, you know myself and also some of the other top guys were able to get the tires and I think uh, you know um, that that was kind of part of it uh, part of the whole thing um, the other thing was just um, you know to to kind of focus on a couple of different tires rather than having to know exactly what to do with uh, all the different uh, uh, thread designs, uh, compounds, etc. from different manufacturers because sometimes you would also have to set up the car differently. Um, so yeah, it was just a, you know, a good, good time to do it, I think. Uh, I made three, four years like that. Um, of course, the other reason would, would also be, uh, you know, you can't say that uh, um, I I'm not getting any... Um, uh, pay right now so you, that that's you know that's mm -hmm. something as well to pick up another paycheck of course um uh which all you know it's all played a part in the decision that i uh decided to make and uh you know it might not uh, have been you know at this race at dnc um obviously it was the first time for for us to be um in the states running the tire so basically every everywhere we tried last year um on the European tracks, the tire has been performing really well, and I think uh, you know uh, the test I did last year. Uh, I'm I'm just very pleased with with the performance of the tire and, and how they worked and and everything. So I was never doubting um, that the performance wouldn't be there. Um, then coming to DNC, uh, it was a new condition for us. Uh, leading up to the event, we were at Thunder Alley uh, practicing a couple of days before. 
And at this track, it was a little bit more hard packed, I would say, uh, maybe a bit cleaner in the groove. And everything was just feeling amazing. Uh, tire was working really well. Uh, some of the other top guys were also there uh, to practice. And, and uh, I was I would say if I wasn't the fastest, I was right up there with Kanas and all these guys. So, um, yeah, I had a really good feeling uh, going into the ra race. And then obviously everything went uh, kind of uh, sideways already from the first day. Yeah, uh, that was so. crazy. From Okay. All right. So I just want to rewind because they actually have done well in Europe. I mean, Davide killed yeah. everybody in the Italian Nets this past weekend. Yeah, and um, also Montpellier, he was super strong, you know, yeah. two laps to, to the guys, uh, at least one and a half, I think it was. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm never, I was never doubting the performance of the tire because of, you know, the experience I had with, with the test I did last year. Uh, they were nothing but great. So um, this was new for us. It was different, uh, not something that we haven't uh, tried the tire on before. And I think the thread pattern and everything was right. It was just a matter of just, you know, not having the right compound uh, for this condition. But uh, the guys at the at the factory, they are already um, analyzing the, uh, you know, the uh, the experience and, and the the things we uh, learned during this event. Uh, we were making everything uh, possible to, to be able to get the stuff to work. Um, and I think, I mean, to be honest, I think we got pretty close uh, because in, in e-buggy, I was uh, in A-Main. Uh, after, you know, just a couple of laps there, I was uh, up in fourth uh, when Dakota had a mistake on the straight. And, and unfortunately, I hit him uh, straight on and I got the worst out of that. So, you know, I think that the true position in e-buggy could have been a third, between a third and fifth position. I ended up seventh, I believe, in the end. But um, I definitely think... Um, yeah, we didn't. Maybe we didn't have the best um, stuff there at the race, but there was so much else, um, other, so many other things that went wrong uh, with the nitro. Yes, uh, with the nitro uh, class. So, uh, yeah, tire was definitely not the best, but it would would have been good enough to just put it in the A or even the top of the B, having the chance to bump to the uh, A. But uh, yeah, nothing went my way. Um, right, you yeah. was on the back foot. You was so. I'm gl I'm glad we're on this because I want I want people to understand how much of the back foot you was on as of. So we had the seeding on the big track on the on the Wednesday, which which was the one of the days that actually felt like we was at DNC, which I was happy about. It was super windy and super. It used to it dried the track out really fast, and also the water track was considerably much slower. Right. So in the first e-buggy, like you got out there to do half a lap and poof, there goes something blue in your car. I was like, okay, that's one yeah, done. So, yeah. So, so that was, um, so basically we, I did like 10 to 15 packs um, with e-buggy probably on the four days before at Thunder Alley. Mm -hmm. Everything running very good. Car was feeling great. Um, I always love running the e-buggy because, uh, yeah, for some reason I always drive and have a good connection with a car. And it just handles the the U.S. tracks really well too. Um, so yeah, I made you know plenty of packs there before to make sure everything was good. Uh, then we got the final um, uh, update of the software uh, just the day before. Uh, so this is basically the last kind of pre-production version of the ESC that uh, we are now. I mean, it should be on the market already, but I mean, mm -hmm. due to some of these uh, these things, we had to uh, to make sure that they they work before we we start selling them. And luckily, we you know 
I mean, unfortunately, it happened to me in the seating practice, but the good thing is that the, the, the ESCs are not being sold yet. So we could, you know, we had time to solve this. Right. So, yeah, I updated there the last, um, I think I made one run um, before uh, ending my practice day at Thunder Alley. Everything was good with this new software. And then on the second run, for some reason, when you just started the car, it the things just, you know, blew up. So basically, I had the ESC go um, burn there after half lap. And... Um, I mean, we understood, I mean, uh, immediately that there must have been something to do with the uh, software because obviously the stuff had been working really well for me in 10 to 15 packs the days before. So, yeah, for the second practice, we just went back with the stuff I used um, on the practice days and, and, you know, I didn't have any issues then for the rest of the race. So, uh, yeah, that was just something, uh, there was a mistake in that, uh, software, um, uh, that was made by, uh, yeah, the guy who, who, um, the engi software engineer. Um, so there was, I don't know what exactly what happened, but Oscar and those guys found the issue and, um, you know, it's now solved. So that's good. So, uh, yeah, when we got the, the updated one there on the, after the first seating, uh, you know, everything ran smooth, uh, for the rest of the race. Yeah, and then in your first nitro qualify uh, seating, your engine moved. You was a couple of laps in. Yeah, um, that was like what? The I was like, what is going on here? And then to top it all off, okay, you do. I was like, all right, you went out there, you did well in e buggy, and I was like, all right, so he's gonna be all right when it comes to nitro buggy qualify. As soon as I'm like, he's out there warming up, and I'm like, I feel sprinkles on my face. I'm like, it's gonna rain, and this guy is gonna be so far down. Yeah, Tomorrow it was, qualified. Uh, it was uh, just, uh, I, I don't know what to say about this first day. I think it was one of the <laughs> toughest for me at the tracks in many, many years. But yeah, so we had that happen in the seating of eBuggy, the first one. Then truck was okay, uh, just a little bit pushy the first round. Um, then, as you said, moved into nitro seating uh, first round. And uh, two laps in, uh, the screws of the motor uh, came loose and the motor moved. So I lost try. And, um, yeah, I, I, I guess I just missed, uh, tightening those screws. I <laughs> can't remember last time that happened, but, uh, yeah. Who, who was in charge of that? You or Oscar? I was in charge of the motor and clutch was my, my department. So okay. Oscar care of everything else, but I was doing the engine and the clutch. So yeah, that was, I mean, I don't know what, uh, how I could have, you know, forgot to tighten the screws, but I guess it happens to the best of us. So yeah, I, I got two laps in there. So basically, I had half a lap of e-buggy, two laps of nitro. I had a full round of the truck. So basically, like six minutes on the track in the first round of seating, where the others, they probably had like 20 at this time, or 18. So then moving into the second one, obviously, we updated uh, uh, the, the software on the ESC to the now fixed one. Everything was good. Um, and looking at the overall pace, I think I was like second or third in that round behind the Mayfield. Uh, so everything felt good. I was just missing the outright speed. Um, I think I was like three tenths off on the on the very best lap of the guys. So I was very close, just missing a bit of track time, I would say, to be able to throw those heaters in. Um, but yeah, seated in the B, uh, I think I was like BQ or something like this. So yeah, it wasn't too bad. Uh, it's a strong field, so there's many good drivers. And, and if you're in the B heat, uh, you're still pretty good, I would say. Then, but there yeah, was a lot of people in, in different heats that they weren't supposed to yeah. be in. Yeah, yeah, if, 
I, I I'm glad you beat JQ because if you wouldn't have beat him, he would have talked some smack to you that night. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, um, so so yeah, sec, second truck was a little bit better. We got the car, car to turn a bit more, uh, but yeah, everyone was improving a little. So mm-hmm. uh, I think I was. I don't know if I was in a B heat there as well, B or C maybe. But anyway, uh, then moving on to the nitro, like you said, uh, I was the last heat out, so we were like five uh, pro heats. Um, my heat was the last of the five. And uh, yeah, just as we roll out, uh, just yeah, sky opens and, and heavy rain comes down. So um, I felt like I needed a track time. Uh, we still didn't know at this point if we were going to move over to the small track, even though everyone was expecting it. Uh, so I just kept running because I needed the track time. So even though it was raining, I just kept driving. Um, but uh, yeah, the lap times uh, of Mayfield and the heat before was about six seconds faster on the two consecutive laps. So this had me seated into the first pro heat in qualifying. And um, yeah, I think that's uh, that's a big you know, part of, of the uh, misunfortunate uh, you know, wrestled there. Yeah, you can't even. It's. I think a lot of people will sit here and say, "Well, you're still fast. You can go faster." But really, in those heat, you don't really have anybody to pace yourself off of either. No, to- I think it is that, and also like, um, like knowing the track was super small. Obviously, everyone knows mm-hmm. by now. So, like, sixteen, seventeen seconds, uh, twelve cars on the track. Um, I knew I was going to have to pass a lot of cars in the qualifiers, and um, on that kind of a track. Um, there can be cars upside down and you won't have time to kind of notice, uh, to react, to avoid them. So just getting a clean run, I knew it was going to be very, very hard already moving into qualifying. And then knowing that I wouldn't have, um, you know, there wouldn't be any, um, how do you say, uh, room for mistakes on my own part. So I knew that there was going to be time lost in those, you know, in, in the moments where I had to go uh, past cars. Um, and, um, yeah, in the first round, I think, uh, I think I had like two or three coming together with up, like cars upside down. Um, uh, especially I had one big one on the straight. I remember mm-hmm. the car was upside down behind one of the pillars I didn't mm-hmm. see. So I just came down the straight. I hit him full speed and I ended up on the roof. So I remember that I lost like 10 seconds and, you know, it's not easy when you lose 10 seconds, um, to the top guys uh, to be able to do something good out of it. So I tried my very, very best, but it was like super frustrating, um, super frustrating to kind of keep. Oh, I know. I knew you was frustrated Saturday because like Saturday was like, bop, bop, bop. And was it Saturday or, or Thursday? I went out, you was like gone. I was like, yeah, them guys are cold. It's, it was a bad, it was a long day. The, the small track was surprising. I, I called it, uh, I don't know, you're probably a little too young to remember this, but we used to have this game called RC Program and used to have like puddles on it and oil and all this type of stuff. So we had one of these type of tracks. And I want to say I'm glad we did um, because we raced. I enjoyed it as a spectator and talking to people at home. They enjoyed it. As a racer, it looked hard. You know, some people, I, I was like, oh, I think I was... I still in my brain saying these European guys will, will do good here, but it really kind of went to a real USA style rough uh, supercross, but arena cross type of track. It was hard to follow you guys because it was like, Wing! and then I come back around and there you are again, but we got it done. 
And I was just like, all right, so Vikings going to go in there. He's going to do what he's got to do. And he's just going to qualify. Well, I remember during your qualifying when you flipped over on that. And we only got two. So they changed it from three to two qualifiers. So it was always on the back foot. Like you needed to have a really good one. You couldn't get one. Yeah. And I mean, I remember like, uh, yeah, the first first round I had that crash on the straight losing 10 seconds. I think I qualified maybe 24th or so in the first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, knowing then I would need a good result to be even, you know, able to go into the B. Um, uh, it, I mean, it was tough. Um, and especially uh, as like on the first lap of the second round, I remember, you know, it felt pretty good in the warm up. I just started my loop. And I think either on the first or the second lap, I came onto the straight and over that little hill before you went onto the asphalt. And there was very rough through there. I remember that. I was just like, it's over. It was like first or second lap, and I just came over a little bit too much sideways, and the car just hit that hole, flipped over on the straight, um, and I lost like six seconds there on the first lap. I think it was like a 22-second lap. So, you know, then like knowing that I had that wrestle from the first round, crashing on the first or second lap there, losing six seconds, and then knowing I would have to make another, you know, I think the qualify was six minutes. I would have to drive, you know, like five and a half more minutes through cars without having any issues at all to be able to even get some decent wrestled out of it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I tried to put my head down, but it was just very tough. Uh, you know, I would have maybe a minute or two pretty clean after that crash on the second qualifier. And then there would be, you know, some, some lap cars or sometimes you could you know, come up on like three, four cars that were together. So it was just not like, you know, I think they, they tried the very best to to get out of the way, but sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes there's just not enough room, uh, especially with, with the track being like it was. Everybody kind of wants to go around the bumps and, and then that makes the, the line very narrow. So I saw you trying to go through the bumps too a lot. And yeah, it was... I mean, uh, I tried basically everything I could uh, out there and you know, I'm not here to say to blame like the traffic or anything for my bad wrestle because it was just everything, everything at this race just, you know, it didn't want to, you know, cooperate with me at all. It was seating, seating practice, weather, you know, then, you know, me making a couple of uh, errors myself in qualifying, uh, maybe struggling a little bit in practice and first qualify with the car setup. I think we got the shock package really good for the second one. Um, we saw that in e-buggy as well because I I, uh, I started sixth or seventh on the grid. Um, so e-buggy felt pretty good with the shock setup uh, changes we made uh, for the conditions. Um, and then maybe just not, you know, finding the, the best, uh, best working tire for the condition uh, at that race. So it was just everything came, came at me at once. It was uh, very frustrating for sure. Uh, and, and, you know, then with the weather being like it was cold, rainy, uh, it was I, kind of a, kind of a boring mood there. Uh, because it was it, not, it was not fun. I, because it, everybody it was to do with the race or anything, but just like having right. all the, the, the tents, like all the walls up, mm-hmm. like normally if the weather would be good, everyone would be sitting in the pan, in the tents, uh, with the, the walls mm-hmm. down. So, you know, people could, you know, walk up and talk to you and everything. Now everyone was just, you couldn't like, see anybody. Yeah, everyone was just on their own. Uh, all the tents were kind of closed up. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was not... Uh, it wasn't not the best atmosphere. No, it wasn't. Atmosphere, unfortunately. So, 
Um, let's. So we fast forward a little bit. You're already frustrated. Then you come in Saturday morning, and this is. I, so I haven't recorded with JQ. So those of you that are waiting for JQ and I to re- record, we were supposed to record yesterday, but he's sick. I'm sick actually a little bit too. So hopefully we're going to record with him tomorrow or Friday. And we'll go into a little bit more detail about what happened at, at this, at the race, at the party and all that stuff. But I went sleep that night and I was like, boy, Lefty, aren't you glad you went your fat tail home instead of going out and partying? Because the last message I got was, oh, you just missed all the BS with JQ, right? And I said, okay, something happened. I went sleep and then I woke up and I was like, you was like to the track early. And I was, t- I remember saying to Axel, like, we was all getting ready. I was like, oh, somebody caught the tents in, in, uh, at the pits. And I was just like, oh, I was so angry when I saw that. Cause it's happened. Things like that have happened before to when we was doing JQ stuff. So I came to, uh, I came to the track. I was so angry and I came there and I saw you like sitting right. Cause I was pitting like not too far from you. And there was just spot, and I was just like, what the f-? Like, I couldn't believe it. I, I went and looked up, and I'm like, well, why your spot? Like, right here is you, JQ's there. I didn't know what had happened all that night before, but like I said, we'll talk about that with JQ. So we come in there. That also must have kind of played on your mind a little bit as well. Uh, yes and no. Like, it, it was just like, you know, first <laughs> you come to the track, you're not super excited. It's like raining, cold. You know, you're not, like, doing, you know, very good in the race. And, um, yeah, we came to the track pretty early there on Saturday because Hampus was racing in the in the D, I think. So he was up, like, you know, in one of the first five, six races. Uh, so, yeah, that's why we came early. And when we, you know, just entered the pits, uh, I can I can see the tents, like, right when we pulled up by the, with the car you know, on the outside, I saw that. The yeah, the canopy was slashed open, and of course it was right where I was spitting as well. So <laughs> I left like uh, some of the stuff on the table um, the night before, like I did every night, and uh, everything was just soaking wet when I got there. Um, so yeah, it was just another of those things that kind of add added to the already. Oh, dude, I'm so heated. I'm so he- I'm so angry. And the yeah. people on the internet, then I was like, all right, nobody's doing nothing about this. That's yeah. when I made the post. And then uh, it was funny because people were like, maybe the water did it. I was like, no, like water, like there's been no water settled in there. We even got accused of doing it ourselves, stuff like that. But yeah, somebody did slash the tent. We'll talk about that and everything involved in that on the recorded podcast. But that, that heated things up. We go into uh, Saturday mains day. Uh, Truggy, let's let's talk about that because now, obviously, you know we're a little bit upset. Now we we think who's done it. It's I'm not gonna say we're gonna say that team begins with an H and ends with a B, and has an R racing in it. But uh, they're over there. They're on some of our heats. Things heat up between you and Pavidis in what was it? A Truggy B man? Uh, yeah, it was the Truggy B. So, um, I mean, I. I I was just sitting there all day. Basically, the first half of the day, I didn't do anything because I was so over it. Uh, so it was very hard trying to find motivation to even do anything at that point because, yeah, everything. That's how the whole fun. atmosphere was in the pits. That's yeah. what I think people don't understand was. Yeah, it was just a. a it was a bummer. It sucked. Yeah. 
it's and then what what sucked even more was the response i think yeah so so like uh obviously a lot of people would come in uh during that day kind of talking about what happened last night i heard it from left and right uh i don't know exactly what happened or who who i can trust anymore because i had heard so many different versions of it so just very sad sad like you you think that you can trust some of the people out there and and you can't really do it uh so that's yeah that's kind of shitty but uh yeah then moving on to truggy b main so um yeah so basically i I had a pretty good start i was like up in the lead or in second behind berton then towards the end of the race um i i kind of saved the tires for the like for a possible main because i was running gate concepts uh recons and on the truck as matrix doesn't have any truck tires uh so i ran those through qualifying and um yeah i had one set so i kind of wanted to save them they were still in pretty okay shape wanted to save them for the main if i would bump um as they were kind of low on the stock um so yeah i put a set of uh, whole shots uh for the truck b main uh m3s uh probably should have put m4s uh but um yeah i was struggling a little bit with grip uh, so in the beginning of the run everything was feeling pretty good i got you know to a lead and was able to drive pretty smooth just controlling my pace and not making any stupid mistakes or so but um yeah seth vandale and he was charging hard from the back and uh yeah with five six minutes to go he was like around four or five seconds behind me i think and i was really struggling towards the end with the grip of the car so it would be kind of slidey and also uh, a little bit too sensitive in the in the bumps i would say so it was tough to keep the the truck on 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 the line and uh yeah seth would you know he would close in on me cre- pretty quick there towards the end so i think he makes it by uh with like two three laps to go and uh i'm staying pretty close behind i was within a second i hear that we have like about 15 seconds to go and we were on a new lap so it would be close uh, of us making another lap or not but um you know i kept kept kind of staying on his tail uh, for him to do any mistake i didn't feel like i had speed to to um to kind of close the gap so it would be for him to make a mistake if i would was going to bump um so yeah we come through the middle of the track um and uh pavides was there uh, so i think he maybe let him by uh, let set by just the corners before something then over the three rollers in the middle he goes wide so what happened was like you know i i expected him being out wide because i was you know going double single in tight so i kept it tight and um i thought he was going to wait because i was in the battle for a second so you know i would go in tight push out wide and that was my line over the double and single and then keep a wide line onto the straight uh but yeah he didn't uh he didn't wait there uh so he just went for the triple i guess so yeah i'm coming from the inside pushing out wide in my line and, and he goes for the triple and uh, yeah we we run each other off the track so that was the end of that race for me um not saying that i i pr- probably would have bumped anyway but there was still a chance because seth made it over 
uh, onto another lap, and I probably would have too with uh, you just you know finishing that lap. So then you never know. But it's just like one of these things. Like if I was in that situation, if I was completely out of the you know the 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 game or for the bump spot, if I was a lap or two down. And I have like someone fighting. If it's for second or third, or if it's whatever position it is, if I know they're fighting, I was just, I know, I would pull off and just stop until they are, uh, they have passed. Um, he didn't, so we ended up colliding, drove each other off the track, hit the driver's stand pretty hard, even. And uh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty much over from there. Um, but like I said, probably wouldn't have bumped anyway. But it was just. Um, uh, yeah, what he did, I thought, was very wrong in that situation. Your mic is muted. So you walked off the stand. I missed all of this. You walked off the stand. You must have, like, smacked him hurt and flicked off his hat. And then all I caught was the tail end. I'm like, Robert, everybody down there. So what happens after all of that when you guys are down there in the kerfuffle? Yeah, so I was... I was pretty mad at this point. So especially her hearing all the stories. Yes, of course. Uh, from what happened the night before. Uh, maybe now it did like some of the stories that we heard up until then wasn't true then. So after all this mess happened, you know, people were saying whoever slashed the tent was someone, someone not being Ryan probably. Right. So, uh, yeah, everything was just, you know, I was so frustrated. Um, so walking off, he was standing like next, I think one guy to the right of me on the driver's stand. So I just like grabbed his hat and I threw it at him, walked off the driver's stand. And then, um, so I left my radio and the headset to dad, um, still pretty pissed off. And then like some of the, I, I think it was Robert. Uh, Robert went over to, to them or to to Ryan to to talk because he also had some issues with Ryan during the one of the races. I don't know which one it was. So Robert was there. So I I just walked up um, to this to the uh, situation. I think this is what I mean. If I remember well, this is what happened. So I walked up there and I kind of just asked him like whenever he's going to show some respect because I think what he did was completely wrong. You know, I was fighting for a bump spot into one of the A mains uh, and. I think he should have just stopped, you know, even though it looks like on the slow-mo, it kind of looks like I drive him off the track probably because I'm coming from inside to outside. Um, but um, yeah, I think, you know, it could have been handled, could have been avoided um, with him just, you know, stopping there, letting us race it out. Um, and, and then, you know, I, that's basically what I told him, like to be able to get some respect from, from uh, the, the other drivers, he needs to understand that well, like what he did was wrong, I think. Yeah, it was heated. It was heated. We were, I would say there was definitely rivalry before. Now it's definitely out in the open and there's definitely some rivalry. All right, enough about that. Uh, you, we, uh, we, we, you finished. You didn't make it into the A in Truggy. You finished seventh in E-Buggy. Then we're going into uh, Nitro Buggy the next day. And we're like, all right. You are going to do it. You're going to bump from the D to the A. You know, this is what we think is going to happen. When I saw you went out on the same Matrix tires, I kind of knew. I was like, I don't think it's going to happen because I felt you needed like a... I saw the best... One of the... Some of the best tires I saw that were like the Proline M4s. And that would be why y'all was... If you were to tell me that y'all would have been the top 
European finisher at this race, I would have told you all he was crazy. But they worked really well. I watched my Chris Morales car. Uh, you went out there. I saw you was trying to get out to the front and get up there, but it was just a, a little bit too hard to overcome all of that. How was your approach going into Sunday? Yeah, so we made some changes for the e-buggy there the night before. Uh, so we had the A-Main practice and then the e-buggy main. And my car was actually, you know, I thought it was the best it's been uh, in the main. And I think that showed as well. I was, like I said, I think the true position could have been from third to fifth. Mm-hmm. Uh, ended up seventh in the end because of some misunfortunate uh, incidents on the straight there with Dakota. Then I had a really good race in e-buggy with Mayfield all the time. We were like fighting each other very close and it was a fun race. Uh, but yeah, we took um, kind of what we learned from the changes we made on the e-buggy. We kind of applied them to the nitro car as well then for the for the D-Main. And uh, we tested a bunch of tires throughout the, the race, obviously. And, and the one I used in the a main of e-buggy felt the best so far. Um, so I just kept using, I mean, I was on them as well for my D main in nitro buggy. Cause that's, that's the tire I felt the best. Um, the only difference was that for my D main, it was kind of in the middle of the day and, um, and, uh, the track was a little bit more dry. Mm. So yeah, uh, probably should have gone with a different tire cause, um, yeah, I was lacking a little bit of grip. The whole thing, though, is like, if we would have been on the big track, I think I would have had less of a, you know, it would have been less of a difference uh, compared to the others. But with us being on the small track and especially on this asphalt uh, section, I think the asphalt section is where I lost like mm-hmm. you know, three, tenths, three tenths a lap because I was not able to get the car to turn coming onto the straight and then coming back onto the dirt after the straight. I was just you know, missing grip there and, and it was pushing uh, really bad. So I had to slow down a lot to, to even get the car to turn in uh, at all. So that's like what I mean. Like on the dirt, I felt, I mean, it, it felt pretty good. I would say I would be, I was able to kind of stick with the others uh, like for the lap when I was on the dirt section, but then they would, you know, kind of get me on the straight uh, where they have more, more grip to accelerate. Um, but just, so, yeah, I mean, Tire tire pick, like the decision of the tire choice we made for the D-Main was probably not right. Um, um, car felt car felt okay, but it was just a little bit pushy. Um, and then, like like you said, the Proline M4 seemed to work really well there. Uh, and I had, uh, yeah, Heckert was in my heat using those tires. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if he you won are, in it. He, I didn't believe he won. Was you out in the D or was he in the C? I can't remember. I think he's in the C. Yeah, probably in the C. I don't remember who he was might have been in the D. He might have been in the D. I don't know. It was second. I don't even remember the D main at all. <laughs> but well, uh, yeah, I was uh, struggling. I felt like I, you know, I would. I was fighting too hard with the car to be able to kind of get the, the clean run that I needed to be able to bump. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, a couple of mistakes uh, mid run kind of set me back, and from there I was just never able to to get, get back. Uh, it was a pretty short race too. I think it was ten or ten minutes. minutes. Yeah, and then it was like it's all yeah, over. Like if you have a rough, you know, start or a rough couple of laps, there's no way you'll be, you'll be able to make up the time you lose. So, especially yeah. when you don't have the tire for it, I think. Oh, yeah. uh, so you you feel that if you would have been on a bigger track, you would have been able to make up if make up for a little bit more if you're driving, but the smaller track with the bumps and the laps being so short, 
kind of took that uh, your driving advantage away? Uh, I wouldn't say driving advantage. I think, I mean, on the small track, it was mainly just the, the asphalt section. Like mm -hmm. the asphalt section, it really killed me for some reason. The, the, yeah, the compound just didn't work. But uh, um, at least we saw what worked. And uh, I mean, on the experience that we got from this race, uh, the guys, Christian and those guys at the factory, they are now analyzing what, uh, what we could have, you know, had instead uh, for a compound. And, and next time we'll go to one of these events, uh, you know, we'll be uh, make sure that we are ready for it. So um, it's a learning process with everything that is new, uh, just like it was with the car last year. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it's like one of the, I mean, it's one of the biggest races of the year. And, and of course your, your goal and your aim is to, to be up there fighting for the top spots and, um then with everything happening at this race it was just very frustrating not to be able to kind of show um you know show my my normal speed or whatever i would say yeah that, that's actually a great segue into the last question here i have for you then we're gonna go on to talk about tebow and the a main then we'll take some questions i know you have to be going at the top of the hour so we're gonna try and make it fast i know that you was under immense pressure by everybody even myself saying it you know i'm sure joseph was saying it and everybody was saying it why you wouldn't run another tire brand. And um, like, let's be honest, like this is a race that you probably the favorite to win it. You've won it before. And to have, you know, to have you in a D man is very like, no, what I would never thought that, you know? So I could imagine you was under a lot of pressure. I know you said uh, on Facebook prior to this, that you wouldn't run any other tires. You stuck by that. Uh, how difficult was that for you? And what, what uh is it is it worth that or is is it a bad result worse than a good result with another brand what do you think um well to be i mean to be honest i think um you know the reason i i didn't want to put any other tires is because in my contract i cannot so i don't have an mm -hmm. open contract and i'm not the guy who signs the contract and then go wrong whatever because you know that's not what i do uh, of course, I had a lot of people asking if I if I shouldn't put another you know tires on my car, but uh, no, I didn't want to do it because then you know people would be all over Facebook and everything mm -hmm. writing about it. You know, he signed a tire deal, but he's still running whatever, uh, just like many other guys have been doing the last two years. So I didn't want to be one of those guys. So if you know if the if one day the Mayako car is not the best at that track it's not like i'm going and taking an hp or an associated because that's the faster car at the event so um i stuck with with uh you know my tire and we tried to find the best that we could um this time it didn't work out for us but uh you know it's not like uh it's the end of the world uh we gained experience we learned that we have to improve mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's a condition that we that we uh you know, face that we haven't tried the tire on before, but uh, I'm sure that, you know, just give us a little bit of time and, and uh, we will be back there and, and uh, our tire will be working uh, on those in, the, in those conditions, just like they do on, on the European tracks. Uh, as what was seen. that conversation like on Monday? Oh, when you got him? About what? Matrix guys. Um, I mean, it was not like we had a discussion only on Monday. They were with me uh, mm -hmm. during the race, and uh, we have a group chat on uh, on WhatsApp. And uh, yeah, if if I would have showed you everything, you know, the guys uh, in in Italy they were very supportive. Um, mm -hmm. Davide was trying to help me out uh, with the experience he has had so far. 
um, and it was just very good to see like the the kind of work and and help they tried to to give me uh, because obviously Davide has been able to drive a bit more with the uh, tire as uh, he can do that in Italy and I've been stuck indoors in Sweden. Mm-hmm. So yeah, even him sitting at home, he was trying to help me out. So that was great, I thought. And also the other guys, of course, Christian um, and uh, Polito was also giving their inputs and feedback. So I'm, I'm really, you know, we're onto something good and, and unfortunately it didn't work here uh, at the DNC this year. Uh, but like I said, it's a it's a very new product, um, and I'm sure, uh, and I never doubt that we will be able to get there because of the um, just the dedication that Christian puts in and the resources that he has, and um, you know, in the dis- in the speed that he is able to develop the things. Uh, next time we're out there, we'll be uh, uh, you know fighting for the top spot. I'm sure. Well, that's good. That's good. Oh, we have some spam in her. Let's get rid of this. Lock user. All right. Um, next question. That that's a lot of pressure. Like I, I can imagine what that was. But I will I will say this. Like I think after you didn't make your D man, I kind of saw you relax. Uh, I thought I kind of saw you for the first time enjoy yourself a little bit. I think he was like, all right, well I'm not not racing anymore. We sat off. We watched the B man, which was pretty good. I thought uh, Baddy was gonna get up there and do it. He was in second for a while. Tebow gets through. Start of the A main, he's up in like fifth. I'm watching this. I watching him get up. I'm like, honestly, I'm thinking Fen's gonna run away with this. He looked fast all weekend. He gets out a little bit. That's that's what I liked about this small track. It made for exciting racing. When I saw when I saw Tebow like in second hunting him down, I was like, he's gonna do it. I thought he's gonna do. It. I would never. I, I did not think I had Tebow top five where he finished, but I didn't have him competing for like going up to battle fan like not just look what people don't understand i saw pace that i haven't seen on a tebow in a long long time on that in that amen yeah i think i think he just uh you know he got everything together pretty good there for the main uh, i know he went on the amazonia tire uh, before most of the hot race guys were on on the bangkok so i think he'd made a good you know choice on the tires for the conditions uh which were getting rougher and rougher and um, yeah, watching, you know, we were standing in the beginning of the straight, kind of cheering, uh, cheering him on as he uh, started the A main and, and saw the good start that he had from the back coming from the B. It was great to see. And, and like, like you just said, like for that, uh, you know, for between like maybe 10th minute up until like minute 30 or 25 mm-hmm. or something, he was he was definitely catching the guys. And I don't know if he was up in second at one point or he did. He got up there. He was in second or third. And, uh, yeah, at this point, uh, you know, he was actually the, you know, the faster guy on the track. So mm-hmm. uh, it was really good to see. And uh, I think, um, you know, even though our setups were, you know, we found out that the setups uh, between me and Jared were a little bit different. I think like shock package, uh, you know, we were pretty close in shock package and, and his car seemed to, to work pretty uh, well there in the main. And he was able to pick the lines of which he wanted. And um, he had like a rough five minutes in the middle of the main where um, where uh, he kind of fell back and, and that kind of cost him the podium. I think uh, he could have probably been at least third. Um, but uh, yeah, a couple of mistakes uh, and rough left there in the middle of the race. Uh, I know well, that's that, what won it for Mayfield. Like yeah. Fred had some rough rough laps. 
Yeah. And um, man, what a great drive by Mayfield. I think uh, great driving by it was. Look, I know Barry is saying something. It was great driving by uh, Fend as well. But Mayfield kind of put his head down. Fend made some mistakes. It was a great race. I did. I did. I did not have. I mean, I thought that Mayfield could win it, but I didn't have him in it. I have Fend winning it. Yeah, I mean, you you can never count Mayfield out. Uh, but yeah, there were probably not many that thought that Mayfield would get this one. I was thinking mm-hmm. Dakota would uh, probably run away with it. Uh, you know, based on how his car looked and and how he drove. Uh, but yeah, a couple of mistakes and on that small track, everything being so hectic. Um, Mayfield, uh, yeah, put a strong last part of the main together and, and was able to come out on top. Sweet. All right. Um, and that thus ends our DNC chat. Uh, I guess we should take some questions. I know you don't have much time. So well, I if guess you got... we, can, we can have like another 10. 10 okay. Minutes. So let's have oh, some. We're going to have some questions now. Do I have anything else to ask you here? Uh, what's next for you? Are you going to the, the warm up race? I would expect, right? In Denmark, yeah, NX- I would be at the NXC um, NXC warm up, which is in the end, like twentieth of uh, April. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, I will be going to uh, Spain for a week of testing, uh, together with Joseph, uh, Robert, and also uh, Nils, uh, the young kid from Sweden, and probably okay. also Hampus is coming. So we'll be uh, doing some testing in Spain, uh, drive at the Redavan. Uh, because we have the Euros coming up there later this year. Uh, so, um, um, yeah, I mean, that's what uh, I have in my like in my program uh, the mm-hmm. next month and so. Then, like in May, we move move into like IBC in Portugal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a ma- Matrix uh, contest race in uh, Italy in May as well. And then next up would be uh, e-buggy Euros, probably A-scale e-buggy. Uh, mm. And then we're in. Where the are the e buggy Euros this year? It's going to be in uh, in uh, Frankfurt in uh, Germany. In Germany. All right. Uh, Benjamin James, David, are you going to try and run the 10 scale worlds in Arizona in September? Uh, that's, uh, you know, we, we are thinking about making it. Um, we still have to, uh, to kind of decide uh, what car and stuff we'll be running if we do it. Um, I don't have any 10 skill deal uh, right now. So, yeah, we still have to, uh, to decide uh, uh, all that and, and see uh, if it's like, how do you say, like I haven't driven on, on dirt or indoor clay in four or five years probably. So uh, we would probably need to be there uh, at least once before the race. And I don't know if the schedule allows it or if there will be time for that uh so yeah we're gonna check uh check um you know the schedule there for the end of the year and and hopefully i can do the the 10 scale worlds even though i know it will be very tough um without experience uh on the track and yeah, stuff. i didn't even watch any of the desert classic this past weekend i had a weekend with alt rc uh p chicken pot pie or chicken noodle soup right now i want chicken noodle soup i'm feeling sick uh Joseph Fisher, will DR be back at DNC in the future? We have a couple of people asking that question. Um, so, like, I think ever since the DNC moved to Paris, um, the weather has always been a factor. In Fair Farm, in Phoenix, it was much safer. Uh, it, it's a race. I, I always said that I love the DNC uh, just because of, you know, the, the big event as it is. Uh, all the pros are there. 
So of, of course I want to do it, but like now, ever since it moved to Paris, uh, the weather, like I said, has been a factor. Uh, we have had rain days, and, and this year was obviously very, mm -hmm. very bad. Um, so I don't know if they are like looking into moving the dates, maybe to a later date or something, uh, to make sure that the weather is okay. Um, but yeah, we'll have to check. Maybe, maybe we decide next year to make another U.S. race um, instead mm -hmm. uh, in a better. You know in a better uh season where the weather is you know going to be good uh or maybe even an indoor race so you're sure to run because mm -hmm. there's they grow, i mean there's a lot of money that goes into a trip like this and and to have the weather like we had this year you don't want that again and like i said the weather hasn't been great uh in this uh location uh the, the past years either so uh i think it's just in california in february it's a little bit uh yeah, it's a little bit early probably uh, to be safe so yeah if they maybe if they move the race uh, in into march or something uh or maybe i hit another uh, u.s event instead like silver state or or something like this of course i want to go over to us and, and and race there as well so um if if it's not the dnc will be one of the other big ones for sure what other race besides jewish races are you interested in going like pmb anything like that uh i think uh i think i would probably do silver state um mm -hmm. it's the easiest race to do yeah i mean you, you're sure to run because it's indoors um and yeah everyone says that it's a great experience in, in uh, yeah but it's similar to it's similar to the atmosphere that we had at at uh this past dnc because everybody's either wrenching or in their hotels so yeah well, then that that's not, you know, maybe the best then. But uh, in terms of the track and everything, uh, you know, people seem to enjoy the, the event. So maybe that one would be a better one to go to. Or maybe. Um, P&B, yeah, I've, I've been thinking about it. Um, but I'm not sure. You know, I, I heard uh, some stuff with the practice they have going on there for the race. It's kind of hurting. So, um yeah, not sure um, I'll be doing that one, but like I said, either maybe AMS, Southern Indoor Nats, or Silver State. Um, Wicked Weekend is probably a good, good event. Yeah, too. Wicked Weekend's a nice one. Yeah. Uh, Barry Baker, would you ever think of coming over to a US race and be a mechanic for Dagani? I just love how Dagani just sits in the corner and then he gets an idea and is like, you've got to do this, you've got to do this, you've got to run the Mugen 10.75 springs in the rear, cut one one millimeter off the coil to make it work properly. I'm telling you, it's going to be dialed. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. Maybe one day, but probably not. <laughs> uh, Steve Harris, do you think we should swap the, the event Silver State in February and DNC May? I, I think if we could, it would be, but uh, I think uh, I don't think he could get that date again. So, yeah, I think that's what I heard as well. He only has like one slot for the silver state. Otherwise, that was like my suggestion as well, like to move just to swap the dates of the DNC and the silver state. Then I'm sure that you know the race in in uh, California in uh, what is it May, April, May mm -hmm. uh, should I, should be fine. But yeah, you're not going to Philippine Masters either, by the way. Uh, no, unfortunately, I cannot go to either that or the Silver State this year because uh, I'm going to um, Phil from Neobuggy. He has his wedding party in the uh, Caribbean, so I'll be at his wedding party. Um, 
this year. So you know, this time I I would have to skip the PM uh, the PM twenty three and the silver state. Okay, Randy Romanek. He wants to know in the future if you are at a race and don't have a tire that will work, will you choose other options to be competitive? No, not as long as I have a contract. Good. Good. Uh, Ken Tipton, I, I don't know if he's talking about the HB buggy or the Mayako buggy. He says, are you having problems keeping the e-buggy together with the HB race? Brace, I'm having problems when I land or nerves or have a bad crash. Uh, yeah, I I mean, this can for sure happen. Uh, it happened to me too. Um, I think what usually goes first is probably the... Uh, at least on, on the Mayako one, I don't know which Kai is, is talking about, but the Mayako prototype one that we have, um, it looks like it's, it's kind of um, weak where the, uh, how do you say, the, uh, we use shock ends to connect the, the rod with the mm-hmm. center mount and the front top plate. So um, if you have a really hard crash, I think that will happen. What is uh, happening? Is the dog wheel popping out? I haven't... Uh, well, uh, the dog bone should be staying in, but the the, the brace itself kind of bends. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So, yeah, this is a uh, probably an issue with the hard crashes uh, having the uh, layout like that. But I think having the links, um, you know, all the cars that I have had uh, with the links on the top, they have been wor- working really well. So. Um, I have seen some with the carbon top deck, so maybe that's something that we. We'll try later this year. Um, I saw some of the uh, guy in the Mayako performance community. They they had uh, carbon top decks made for the e-buggy. So uh, definitely interested interested to try that uh, later this year. Sweet, sweet. Well, if you guys have any questions, please ask them in the comments below. We're going to be wrapping this up soon. Uh, before we go on any further, I just wanted to tell you guys that uh, uh, you guys can join me next week on a new platform called WhatNot. Uh, I'll be going there. I'm collaborating with them. Think of this as eBay meets Instagram or TikTok. I'll be going live on there next week. Uh, I'll post links for all of this. If you're a buyer or seller on of RC stuff or anything and you, you're looking to do something new, check it out. So uh, join me there next week and I'll give you more of expl- an explanation of what not. So let's see. Some companies want the best results for you so they work with you. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe there are some companies out there that that will do that. I think, uh, uh, you know, with the, um, uh, like I said, with the de- dedication of Christian and everyone at the Matrix Factory, uh, I have no doubts that we will have a tire that works in any conditions. Uh, yeah, it was unfortunate it, we didn't have it here, uh, but everywhere else that the tire has been performing. Very well, um, especially here in Europe, like you've seen at the Montpellier and the Italian Nats. Uh, Davide and also Polito has been uh, doing a really good job. So uh, excited to, to get the European racing season started here and, and to learn more about the, uh, uh, the tire and the setting up the car for the tire as well. Um, but yeah, I have no doubts that we will, uh, we will be uh, competitive at any, any tracks uh, in the near future. Uh, like I said, things are very young, and it was the same thing when I joined Mayako. Uh, it's hard to have the best product on all the all the different conditions uh, as you just release uh, like a prototype or a car, car kit. Okay, 
Devin Anthony, he wants to know, David, did you and Tebow work together to get back on track, bounce ideas off each other? How's that working out with so many alpha males in the camp? I think uh, we had a very good, uh, uh, you know, it was a very good uh, mood, I would say, between Tebow, mm-hmm. myself, and Robert um, at the race. And I think, like I, like I said a little earlier, Jared's setups, they were not like... Uh, that close to mine, I would say he he um, wanted some different stuff out of the car, uh, and his driving style just you know allows for some setups that I don't feel comfortable with. So in in that matter, yeah, we didn't uh, uh, like for roll centers and stuff. We might not have been that close, but for a shock package and and uh, and diffs, we were running pretty similar setups. So. Um, yeah, we'll of course we bounce ideas of each other, and and I, I'm happy about the, uh, you know, the trip. Uh, we stayed at the same house, myself, Robert, and, and Jared, and even though there were late nights, we got some time to kind of sit down and chat a bit, and uh, you know, I, I enjoyed uh, that part of the the trip for sure. Um, hopefully, next time I can I can uh, be in the in the show, uh, <laughs> fighting for the top spots as well. Okay, uh, Dennis Coley wants to funny thing or funny. I don't know if it's funny, but one thing that I uh, that I uh, found out or that Dad actually looked up was uh, I haven't missed an A main since 2015. Okay, actually the first A main I missed since 2015, which is pretty. When you think about it, it's pretty crazy. Like so many semifinals, so many you know races you've gone to in those yeah, years. Let, let's not do that again. Yeah, let's, let's 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 just make the finals, you know. Yeah, let's just make the finals. Uh, Dennis Carley, do you have any? I, I guess he's talking about the, the e buggy and any chassis stiffness for flex and the buggy's top to, to stop this. I don't know, I haven't uh, you would know more about this than me. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, on the uh, on the e buggies, we have uh, uh, we have the top links, so they're connected from the top plate to the center. Um, diff mount and then from the center diff mount to the to the rear end uh so then you know the the car will be able to kind of have a bit of flex this way but it's pretty stiff like back and forth mm-hmm. um and then on the nitro of course we have the plastic chassis brace that goes down uh, uh so yeah they are two different versions for between the nitro and the e-buggy uh the thing is that you can't really use the same uh, system like you have on the Nitro and the e-buggy because of the layout you have with the center diff very far back in the car and also the center dog bones uh, you know going through the whole car so um, that's why we use the couplings on the e-buggy okay we have three more questions and I think we're going to wrap it up Mike Sorge what's up Sorge you racing get well born a crime had his spleen removed over there in Arizona well maybe he got a I don't know he went there and had a appendix I don't know Said a spleen burst or something, but uh, Mike Sorchi is in charge of his uh, his fan club, and he's all excited that there were three Kyoshas in the A final at the yeah. DNC. I, I thought I went back to like two thousand and three. Yeah. Um, he wants to know if you race the rails, will it be a hand built machine like you have done in the past? Uh, so I guess he's referring to ten scale. Ten scale, uh, yeah. So uh, probably not. I'll just. Uh, you know, grab something that, uh, you know, is a car on the market today and, and drive with that. Okay. So not a Frankenstein car. <laughs> the best car for the best for that surface, I would say. 
Yeah. Uh, Kevin Hulbert, how close is the e-buggy to release for the general public? So I think I heard uh, UO7 Day talk about it and I and and should be like sometime in the middle of the year if I heard right. I'm not like 100% sure about this, but this is uh, their plan was to kind of get a car out there because we have a lot of requests, obviously. Um, a lot of people are doing both e-buggy and nitro, so we want to get a car out there and then kind of finalize, uh, you know, um, what do you say, like an updated version for next year or something okay. like this. So this is what I heard. So maybe like middle to the uh, like middle of the summer to the early uh, fall, probably. Okay, sweet. And Eddie Golden, he asked this earlier. Hi, David. How many shims should I use on each side of the clutch bell? Is it to either side? Well, it all depends uh, on how much play you have and what mm-hmm. bearings and kind of what flywheel and flywheel cone and everything. But yeah, you ha- I, I usually want to have like a, maybe a 0.2 millimeter of play on the clutch belt. So then uh, you kind of have to see uh, so that the teeth of the clutch belt are, you know, in the middle of the spur gear, I would say. So you don't want the clutch belt to kind of sit like on the very end of, of the spur gear. You want to have a lot of, you know, um, uh, you know, the full you want it in the middle of the clutch bell. Yeah, yeah I know you what you mean. In the middle of the, of, of the clutch bell. So then maybe then you will have to put like three or four of the chimps on the inside to move the clutch bell more forward. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you can put them on the outside. Um, but yeah, usually I just make sure to have the clutch bell uh, in the center of the spur gear. Uh, that's the most important. And then like having probably like 0.2 millimeter of gap uh, play there. Uh, and that, that, then the bearing will uh, will have, uh, you know, will run pretty smooth. Sweet. Sweet. All right. I think that's all the questions we have. Um, I think it was a good hour and 10 minutes of yeah. talking DNC. Uh, I see you still got racing going on in the background. I guess you'll be there till a little later. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it from everybody. I want to thank you for your time. It was a great chat with you, David Viking. Yeah, for sure. If uh, if there are some uh, Mayako Performance uh, community members in here watching, I'll be going uh, uh, live on Zoom here right as we end this uh, meeting. So if you uh, go to Discord, you'll find the invitation to Zoom, and, and you can join me there. Yeah, and everybody send best wishes to JQ to get well so we can record because he has a lot to talk about, he says. He has a lot to explain. And I think uh, I think even though um, even though he might not like be, uh, I don't know what to say, but he told me that he has nothing to do with it, but of course he has. Uh, maybe it was nothing that he did that night, but he could have been from the past. In any way, I think just... You know, JQ in a room, in like in a group of Americans with alcohol is not a great combination. You know where and he should have been? At home, it. in yeah. bed, like I was. And, and like I think I mean, you should be able to kind of enjoy yourself. Uh, he he should have been home. No, no, you can, of course, enjoy yourself. But um, I think he has to also think that he's kind of representing a brand now that, you know, is not JQ raising anymore. It's... Uh, it's a little different, and he has, uh, you know, a bigger. Uh, I agree. Bigger market, let's say, more customers. So, he he needs all to think on the uh, on this stuff. I think so for the future. I hope he kind of learn from this and, and uh, kind of hold back a little bit. You know what? He's forty years old. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Hey, he should have been in his bed like you and I, and then he would. I told him, you should have been here trying to figure out how to make these cars go faster. That's what you should have been doing. Yeah. 
All right. Um, <laughs> thank you for your time. Uh, good luck. This uh, have fun at the track this week. Okay. Thank you. And um, maybe I'll see you soon. Maybe I'll see you soon. Maybe there's, you know, maybe IBC might be potentially a place I go All right. to. All right. Cool. cool. You all, all right. Enjoy. Um, thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you. Uh, all right. I, I can let you go. I'll do my spiel here, and then uh, we'll we'll go. Thank you, David. Have a good thank one. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 All right, everybody. So we're going to end it there. Thank you all for joining us for the hour and 10 minutes. We will be dropping a podcast, hopefully, uh, Friday with JQ. Uh, he's been sick. As you can hear, I'm also a little bit sick as well. I just wanted to say thank you for all you guys for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. If you haven't hit that sub notification button on the NNRC YouTube, please do that. Excuse me. Also, check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Hit that like button. Thank you to uh, all of the NNRC squad around the world. I can't do it without you guys. Uh, thank you for all the support. Can't not do it. Lots of big things going on this year. Working on a lot of things. Thank you to all of the patrons of the NNRC. Can't do it without you guys. If you wish to be a patron or YouTube member, links in the written description. Also, uh, join. remember, next week I'm going live on WhatNot. I'll post more links about that. Come join me if you're a buyer or seller. You like eBay, try this out. I'll do some collaboration with them. And uh, thank you to these awesome companies. If you guys wish to uh, buy something from them, we have links and everything for them in the written description. We have affiliate links. We have some coupon codes. Uh, using them greatly helps us out. And uh, thank you. They are Invisible Speed, High Tech RC, Sampadal USA, Mayako, Beach RC, Techno RC, Clinic RC, Ignite Design RC, Racecraft USA, Call RC, WRCE, House of RC, RCGP, Shout out to Ronald Funk Racing, JTP Racing, 36 Mute, and Alexander Hagberg. Thank you guys for everything. Uh, shout out to everybody. I know we're gonna, I'm gonna, no, we're gonna talk about all the races next week too when I get geeking out with Max. So uh, thank you all. With that said, I'm trying to find my outro. Lefty is out as soon as he finds the right outro. Bye bye. <laughs>